Who said, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade? Well, they were wrong. Welcome to the Take Aim Podcast, where we discuss how to take those lemons life gives you and throw them right back. If you are ready to change your thought process, take risks, and deliver a new you, then you are ready to take aim. Now, here is your host and number one change agent, Karenda Dion. Good evening and welcome to the Take Aim Podcast. This is your girl, Corinda Dion, your number one change agent. And I am so excited that you have joined uh, into the Take Aim Podcast tonight. And I love letting you know, (laughs) letting you know that uh, I am indeed your number one change agent. I believe that because here at the Take Aim Podcast, We are all about, instead of making lemonade with the lemons that life gives us, we take aim. Yes. And so you need a change agent. You need someone in your corner to equip you. And how do we do that? We do that by understanding that we must change our thought process. Uh, We do that by taking risk and delivering a new you. So I am super excited that you have joined us tonight for the Take Aim podcast. And remember, we are here every Thursday, every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that is. Absolutely, we are. And uh, please make sure at that time, listen, whatever you were doing, whatever you were working on, whatever project, whatever book you were reading, it's time to kind of put that to the side, you know, and tune in uh, with me. And so we can take aim together. So I am glad that you're here. If you are ready to take aim, if you are ready to challenge yourself, you are at the right place at the right time. Absolutely, you are. And so this particular month of April, we have had a wonderful uh, segment of shows talking about the state of the church. Now, how many of you have followed uh, the entire series that we've been talking about? Okay, I want to make sure. If you haven't, it's okay. You always can go back, check out our previous podcast on Spotify, on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. We are there. But I am so, so excited that uh, my special guest is coming back again tonight to the Take Aim table. Now, listen, I don't just bring anybody to the table. Y'all should know that about me (laughs) because anyone that I bring to the take aim table, if they are not ready to take aim, guess what? They will not be a part of this podcast. So I am really excited about our special guest tonight because he has been with us um, for the month of April as we have been talking about the state of the church and the importance of church and culture transformation. And um, in our discussions, as you all have been listening, We've been talking about some 
good, good stuff. Oh my gosh. And so again, I am very, very excited that he is back with us at the Take Aim table and uh, none other than Jeff Beeman, who is an expert in church transformation. Um, Again, if you're tuning in for the first time, he is the business owner of CCS, Church Consulting Services, and the author of Three Levels to Church Transformation, Aligning Church Culture to Achieve the Great Commission. Welcome back, Jeff, to the table. Well, thanks, Corinda. I look forward to uh, spending some time together tonight. Yeah, I am absolutely excited about the time we are going to spend together because I know if we don't do anything else, we're absolutely going to take aim. So as I always ask, do you have your lemons ready? I am ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I am glad to know that because, again, we do not make lemonade here on the Take Aim podcast. So I'm glad, honestly, I am absolutely glad that you are back at the table uh, again this week. And I know we will be privileged to have you back one more time, I believe, next week as we uh, talk about the next level in your book And as we kind of wrap this thing up um, and really get pastors and leaders excited to get on board and to partner with CCS. So I am super, super excited about that. So, Jeff, how have you been enjoying being uh, at the table, being on the podcast? Corinda, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a platform to uh, speak more about transformation and what we're doing at CCS uh, so I have enjoyed this uh, venue. That is awesome. And, you know, I, I want to do something a little different. I want to let people know um, a little early on before we get into our topic tonight um, in regards to your book, which I have read. It is a great read. And I've, I've told uh, the listeners last week and I believe the week before you need to get the book. Um, and if you are a pastor or a leader that's listening and if you are a church member, I said this too last week. Don't, you know, don't say, oh, this is for pastors. This is for leaders or first ladies, I'm, you know, this doesn't pertain to me. No, tune in because you want to get the information into the hands of your leadership. So Jeff, um, go ahead and tell our listeners again, um, the name of your book, where they can purchase it. And if they want to uh, get in contact with you um, in regards to the services that CCS provides, uh, how they can do that. Okay, the title is Three Levels to Church Transformation, Aligning Church Culture to Achieve the Great Commission. And you can purchase that online at Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Uh, If you want to learn a little bit more about what we do, uh, and even if you want us to contact you to go in more detail, you can go to our website, which is www.amazon.com. CCSTransformation.org. Perfect. And of course, I will absolutely have you say that again for us. So just be ready. (laughs) I'll have you say that information again to our listeners um, towards the end of our podcast. So thank you for sharing that. Now, Jeff, as we have been coming together week after week, uh, we also, before we get into our topic of conversation, conversation, we've talked about COVID-19 and how that's been affecting um, just so many, so many of us. Um, And 
you know, usually I will ask you, you know, what are some of the things that you're doing um, to, you know, make sure you're you're practicing good health and, and things of that nature. But tonight I wanted to ask you, you know, about your family. So how how are you and how how is your family doing in this time? Well, Corinda, I am doing great. I'm following um, all the medical guidelines to stay healthy as well as as uh, as I said last week. Uh, I am doing a lot with vitamin C uh, throughout the day and vitamin C and warm beverages as they recommended. Uh, my family is doing the same. They, they've been steadfast um, in staying in and following the guidelines and, and um, continuing with vitamin C. So, so all is going well. Good. I am glad to know that your family is also healthy and safe. And, you know, it's been an adjustment uh, for a lot of people. You know, um, they are saying many people are having cabin fever uh, and they're having a difficult time sheltering in place. As a matter of fact, I'm seeing more and more protests going on uh, where people are saying, you know, they're they're upset at the uh, governors for making decisions to keep um, their their areas closed uh, just for a little while longer as uh, some things need to be in place. But but Jeff, how are you adjusting to the shelter-in-place order? Well, for me, um, first, let me say we, um, as Christians, we're supposed to um, follow the law of the land that's in place. Uh, I'll say that first, but but it gives me time to, to catch up on uh, a lot of chores, that's been uh, on the back burner. And also <laughs> development of um, uh, work for CCS. Uh, I'm doing a lot of development there and cleaning up of information. Um, so so I'm, I'm still very, very busy. That's good. That is a good thing. And you know what? It just confirms what I shared uh, this week in regards to the motivational minute, I just shared how even though we physically have to practice distance, physical distance or social distancing, but there, you know, when it comes to what we need to be working on, our goals, what our our mindset needs to be as it relates to uh, the task at hand and, and what is important to us and what we're passionate about, we have to be connected and close like never before. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I put out a survey recently and uh, the survey uh, was in question and I had asked people to weigh in one question only, one question only. And I just asked uh, listeners and, and those that follow me uh, that if there was a vaccine available for COVID-19, would they take it? And Every person who weighed into the survey, and thank you for those of you who did, they said no, Jeff. They said they would not take the vaccine. I didn't get one yes. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, you know, there's been a lot of discussions about, you know, not to take the vaccine as Christians and and um, it could be more to it long term. Uh, and so we have to be very, very prayerful about that, you know, as Christians. Yes, we do. Continually reoccurring, as Dr. Charles Stanley would say. Absolutely, <laughs> we do. Absolutely. So, Jeff, you know what? We're going to shift because I want to give you ample time as we talk about 
three levels to church transformation. And as we unpack level two, and again, I'm excited that you are back at the table. Last week was absolutely amazing. It was amazing as we talked about preparing um, leadership uh, for change. And it was absolutely amazing. And this week we're focusing and we are unpacking level two, uh, which is talking about building support for the plan. And um, before we talk about that, um, I, I just, is there anything that uh, people need to be prepared for tonight as we as we talk about um, building support for the plan. I, I would say they need to get their pen and paper ready. Would you agree? I do agree. <laughs> yeah, you need to get ready to write some things down. So Jeff, when we talk about building support for the plan, this is level two in your book. Um, how is this the ideal transition from level one to level two? Well, Corinda, if you remember from level one, uh, I talked about how Jesus prepared his disciples uh, for change for three years, okay? And so if you think about it, just before Jesus' ascension into heaven, this was what he said to his disciples to support the plan. Okay, he said, okay. go two by two into the world with the Great Commission. Okay, go two by two into the world to take the plan of the Great Commission. Okay, then he said to him as well, don't go until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Okay, that is supporting the plan. Okay, because the Holy Spirit is now going to empower you, even with my teachings. And also the third thing you should dance for, they were obedient. They were obedient to exactly what Jesus told. In other words, they didn't veer off of what Jesus had taught them. Um, uh, they didn't say, okay, Jesus, we agree with what you're saying. But then when they got out there, we changed the story. Okay. Mm -hmm. what they wanted to do. But that was what he gave them to support the plan. Okay. And so any leader... If you're preparing to select a leadership team, an operations team, and we'll talk about that in level three, okay, is they got to wholeheartedly support the plan. And so you've got to pray about that uh, and, and do some teaching there. And, and even like the disciples, and the reason you want to, 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 to have them wholeheartedly support it, because just like the disciples, when you're faced with adversity, or disagreement, or lack of understanding, those disciples didn't waver. And you know, if you want mm -hmm. another way of thinking about that is double-minded, or lukewarm. And we know what the Bible says when God, when God talked about uh, a Christian or a person that's lukewarm, he spew you out. So, so they were wholeheartedly um, uh, grounded in, in supporting the plan. Wow. Okay, you know what? Now, I, I said to myself, I said to myself, Jeff, that on this podcast, I would not call you a preacher. I, I promise myself that. <laughs> but please don't make it hard for a sister. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. I, I promise. <laughs> but that's good stuff. Um, 
and what you talked about, you know, giving, giving instruction, giving guidance, uh, having the Holy Spirit. And that's everything. And in, in, in regards to as you go about uh, building support for the plan. Now, Jeff, in level two, you talk about establishing foundational leaders. So why is this so important? And what is the biggest mistake you think that pastors do in that process? Okay. Um, But first, let me talk about foundational leaders. When I say that, uh, foundational leaders are instrumental in carrying uh, the church's plan to the body, okay? And and those leaders are, are like leaders of the deacon ministry or choir or church school. And if you keep running the gamut, there's there's just a lot of those leaders uh, for the different ministries behind the scene. And so anyway, when the foundational leaders have the intimate relationship with God and they're unwavering in their faith, they can be effective in their leadership of ministry. Remember last week I talked about if they're not then and we haven't taught them, then things migrate from the world into the church. And so too many times we place someone unprepared in a ministry leadership position because of title, without preparation, and they vacillate in their support for the plan. And that can be a disaster. So are you saying that one of the biggest mistakes that pastors do in establishing foundational leaders is put people in place who are unprepared? Absolutely. Because you have a title of minister, of deacon or whatever, does not mean you do not mean you are prepared to lead that ministry. Okay, I'm following you. But but let me ask you this, if you if you don't mind following me for a minute. How would a pastor know if this foundational leader has an intimate relationship with Christ? Well, this this is where, if, if you notice sort of in level one, uh, Corinna, that I talked about, I just mentioned the words without going into a lot of detail. One of the things I said, look inward, okay? And I say look inward because um, uh, if you've got stuff there that, that you have a, uh, the leader or pastor have not uh, uh, confessed or sinned, they haven't confessed, and God's not going to answer that prayer, okay? That's one. I talk also in level one about developing an intimate relationship with God. An intimate relationship with God, uh, and I talk about prayer as well, and I talk about being committed. All of those things together allow us to uh, talk with God and truly hear from God, and God can truly reveal things to us. If we can't, we're just going on what we think, what we feel, and that's worldly. That is not godly. So if you do those things in level one, you'll be able to take mm-hmm. it to God in prayer, and God will reveal it to you. Mm, that's good. That's good. You, it's almost as if when you are when you do those things in which you need to do, you're not you're not you're not even putting that pressure on yourself because you know that God is going to show up, reveal and give you what you need. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly right. That's good. Yes. That's good. That's good. I like that. Now, this is another sidebar. Another sidebar. Just kind of flow with me. I, I just I, I just want to ask this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 
how um do do you agree or what are your thoughts or opinions in regards to placing family members in leadership positions i i think um that is fine but i think it goes with the understanding as well that the same criteria and level of expectation for that family member uh it's going to be the same for them as it is anybody else and i think you have to have that understanding and and you know what jeff i'm not going i'm not going to say i'm not going to call you a preacher but could you please just repeat that one more time for somebody <laughs> I, I think the level of expectation uh should be the absolute same for that family member as anyone else leading any other ministry absolutely i agree with you and the moment in which you don't do that as a pastor there's going to be chaos absolutely. i believe that that's my opinion um you know i have been in front uh i have been in the back in in both cases with church and with ministry so you know if you don't have that consistency there is going to be chaos. You know, Jeff, that's just like, you know, you having a business or you run an operation and, you know, um you charge, you know, someone that is not um related to you or, or someone that, you know, you're referred to, you give them the whole spiel, you talk about what's in the contract, you talk about your services, you talk about time frames, and then, you know, a family member comes, they want discounts and hookups, you don't maybe do some of the things you would do. Uh maybe you skip the contract and everything is verbal. No, you've got to keep that thing Yes, consistent. you do. Yes, you do. Um, and and, and oh that gosh. is one of the things, or, you know, even in the church, I, I, you know, you, you heard stories where I will appoint someone to a ministry because I've known them from some period of time and they can get away with certain things and, and so forth. No, 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 no. You have got to be consistent across the board with everyone. And that's got to be understood up front. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to move forward, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something and my listeners really may not agree with me and that's okay. And there may be some leaders or pastors that are listening that may not agree with me and that's okay too. And you know what, Jeff, you may not agree and it's okay, <laughs> but I've got to say this and, and tell me what you think. And we're going to move on. I promise. I don't think that you should put someone in a leadership position, especially as a foundational leader, only because they are a tiger. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Oh Lord, I didn't know what you were getting ready to say, Absolutely but okay. Not. You should not. You know, remember everything that God has given me. Remember what I said from the very beginning. This is what God has given me, and let me say this too, Corinne. Uh, for anyone listening and saying, "Why do you have it at all?" You know, God was preparing for me for this for almost thirty, started thirty years ago. So a lot of stuff that I have and He's given me uh, has been for a long time. And so, what you are saying in terms of just because you are a tither, you know, it doesn't matter if you do not understand how to lead the ministry you haven't gone through what's been put in place then then you can it can be a disaster 
Okay. Absolutely. So. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're moving on. I just, you know, I felt that. I felt like I, you know, I felt led <laughs> to say that. <laughs> All right. We're moving on now. Now, Jeff, I want to quote you on something. I want to quote you on something that you said um, in regards to level two. This is on uh, page 106 of your book. And you state uh, here, pastors, everyone will not support the plan and you have to assess who they are. Okay, so so Jeff, please unpack that more for our listeners. If there is a pastor listening who has no idea how to assess who those individuals are, what should he or she do first to get there? Well, Just to well let me say I'll, I'll go back to and and sometimes we go back and forth because we'll answer some questions ahead. But I said a pastor from level one, and I just repeated a few minutes ago, you have to look inward, okay? And look at inward, say, I'm gonna do self-assessment to make sure that I've got a clean vessel and that I can pray to God and I can hear from God. And so if I can, if I take um, the person to God in prayer, God should reveal that to me. So, so that's the first thing a pastor's got to be able to do. It can't be because it's a tither or because it's a family member or because it's someone I know. It's got to be, uh, you got to hear from God. Who better can tell you the truth than God? Because he sees the end from the beginning. Okay. And so we have to remember that. And remember the story of Ziglag. I'll, I'll bring that up. I did it uh, in our introduction. I did it last week in level one. But remember, the key to the story of, of, of David at Ziglag and his 600 men were ready to kill him. But David looked yes. with a clean heart, with confessed sin, went to God and prayed about them, okay? And they tur- God turned their hearts back in David's favor. That's the authority we carry as spiritual, as Christian leaders, if we have the intimate relationship and if we, de- if we release that unconfessed sin or we confess our sin. That's the authority that we have in Christ and continue to build ourselves up. So that that is the first thing. The other thing, if I'm dealing with people uh, and understanding who won't. There are going to be some that won't support the plan. And so what I suggest is that pastors meet with those individuals in a non-threatening way and begin to address their concerns, okay? And I also tell them, don't brush don't brush the people off. Sometimes I'll see where pastors will brush them off and we'll have a negative conversation about them. Don't brush them off. You know, meet with them face to face in an expert at, you know, not taking a long time, but do it expediently uh, with them. The other thing I recommend is if they don't understand, share some of the statistics when I when the first podcast, you know, what's happening to a lot of churches and 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 some of the frustrations, because sometimes I'll use something from TD Jakes. Sometimes people get, it's been going on for so long, people get comfortable with their junk. And they and they look at it mm. as normal, okay? And this is not normal, mm. what's, what's mm. happening in our churches. And then show them a better future state. Explain to them the plan, if we follow the plan, this is where we're going now. These are some of the, the things that will improve. So tie it together for them uh, as well. 
The other thing I recommend is don't send someone else to address what the pastor should be doing. That is a no. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can don't you repeat that? Don't send someone time? else to address what the pastor should be doing. Not in that situation. Absolutely Ooh. not. Mm. So you're saying there's nothing wrong with uh, delegation, but there are some things in which you as a pastor, you have to address. You cannot Absolutely. pass the buck, Absolutely. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> we do too much do. passing the buck. We do. Uh, it's okay to delegate certain uh, things, but not when it comes to critical things like this. Um, uh, you should not delegate. Now, I I'll finish that one out by saying, there are sometimes, there are, there are going to be sometimes um, that you're going to have this diehard that says I'm not going to change at all. Um, and you just may have to agree to to that that either we disagree and, and can, can live with it um, and they will not interrupt the plan or you may just have to say we're part ways. Um, and, and, and let me give you this story. If you think about the story of Jesus and his 12 disciples, and Judas was the one that um, betrayed him. But Judas didn't stop mm -hmm. the plan. He didn't mm -hmm. stop. You sure you're not a, you sure you're not a preacher now? You sure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I may be working on it. All right, so but I, I didn't mean to stop your flow. Stop, you were, was, go ahead, I'm sorry. But Judas didn't stop the plan. Even though he was part of fulfilling, he didn't stop the plan. He did not stop the plan. Mm. Not at all. Wow. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Jeff, this is, this is some good stuff. This right here is some good stuff. Oh, my goodness. Now... Here's here's my, here's my next thing, Jeff. Um, because you you talk about this in level two of your book, um, three levels to church transformation, aligning church culture to achieve the Great Commission, and um, you you talk about disagreement, and you know, <laughs> believe me, I have seen disagreement magnified. I mean, I have seen some stuff um, before Sunday school and after the benediction. Okay? <laughs> okay. I'll just leave it there. I've seen it. <laughs> All right. But um, there is a phrase that states um, we can agree to be disagreeable. So my first question to you is, do you believe that, that, that we can agree to be disagreeable? I do believe that. Yes, I do believe that. Okay. All right. And and what what is the proper way for a pastor to handle disagreement? And I think you may have touched on this a little bit before, but but what is the proper way for a pastor? To I, I did sort of touch on it before. You know, I, I'll say this from our discussions in level one again, you know, preparing the leadership for change too. you know, looking inward and all. Remember, one of the other things I said, too. I talked about, and I think it was a question you asked me about my dad and what I emulated there. The other thing that leaders must 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 be to, to gain people's trust is you must be authentic. And remember, some of the traits I used for an authentic leader was strong character, integrity, honesty, humble. Um, you you have to demonstrate those characteristics because 
Um, uh, if you, a, a lot of times, if you demonstrate that, you can convince people to, to, to work with you for a while or work with you until they can sort of see where things are going without being um, um, uh, confrontational, okay? So, so, so that is one mm-hmm. thing I said, okay? I also said in, in the previous question is um, the pastor must meet with them or those congruents and address their concerns. Don't brush them under the rug. I see so many times we'll brush them off, brush them under the rugs. I'm the pastor. You you cannot do that uh, with them, but but you got to do it in a godly manner. I even see some meetings. I sit in on some where they walk in and I'm really puffed. I'm already upset. Now I'm the leader and I'm upset because you're questioning what I'm doing. And, and that can't be. You know, mm-hmm. we may not be at the same place at the same time. And that's why you have to help uh, sit down with those congruents and explain it to them step by step, okay? And so anyway, the other thing I will say, be patient. That is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Be patient, pray, and seek God's help Mm -hmm. on that, okay? Seek his help on it, absolutely. And even if you do have greater conflict, one of the things I'll say too, we have some training in and we'll, we have it in our level three uh, on conflict resolution as well. Uh, we give a little bit on that too. Yep. Wow, that's good. Now, now, Jeff, sidebar, sidebar. How dangerous is it for a pastor to vent his or her frustration through? The pulpit. Very dangerous if you're doing it through the pulpit because what you're really doing is you're inciting uh, those other members. Uh, because remember, one of the things I said, I see many, many times, I make an announcement from the pulpit uh, on something that's going to happen. And that's the only time I'm going to make that announcement. Okay. I may do a follow up uh, at some other meeting, but for the most part, that's it. But you can't announce a grand plan that's going to happen and say, everyone, I want you to be on board because you probably spent a lot of time understanding it and everything behind the scenes. But just because you got the title and the pastor, you got to understand the congruence are part of that, 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 that church as well. And so you got to help them get to where you are. And so I say that is very dangerous. Matter of fact, in my level three, I have uh, five, which is the five steps to trans- church transformation. One step, one step is communicating the vision and the plan. I use one complete step because communication is extremely important. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and as I said before, it's nothing, you can be excited about something that God has shared with you or given you, but it's got to be communicated yes. correctly. It's got to yes. be communicated because, you know, that that's the deal breaker, but, but I believe. You incite people. You See, know? think about this. If you if you bring me in and treat me like I'm equal and, and give it to me little by little where I understand it rather than just saying, I'm going to throw it over the wall to you, take it or leave it, and this is the way it's going to be. Well, some of them going to be upset by just the way you handle it. Absolutely. 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 
Absolutely. Not so much upset that it's not a good idea or plan, but upset on how exactly. it was communicated. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yes. that's good. That's good. That's good. Oh my gosh. Listen, if you are just tuning in, woo, it is hot. Do you feel the fire, Jeff? I feel it. Yes. <laughs> I feel it. Oh my gosh. This is such a great conversation. I have again at the take aim table tonight with us, Jeff Beeman, and uh, we are all in. So you're going to have to go back. If you're just joining, you're going to have to go back uh, to the beginning of the podcast because we are deep, deep in this thing now. So, so Jeff, I want to, I want you to kind of help, help, help me here to help some pastors because you do have uh, some leaders. You do have some pastors who they don't like Mm -hmm. confrontation okay um their their personality type they're called they are called by god they they um walk in their calling but their personality type they do not like confrontation and they will avoid it at all costs so if if you're if that is a pastor who is listening um, what what would be best practices for them in order to okay, handle this and, and, disagreement? Okay, and I say, I'm going back and forth a little bit. Let's go back to level one. Level one, I talk about looking with, okay, develop an intimate relationship with God, uh, pray, uh, mm-hmm. being committed. You know, when you think about all those things in, in the preparation, what are they doing? Even Paul talks about it in the uh, epistles. I don't remember exactly where, but he says the more we um, uh, develop our relationship and read the word and study it and get it inside, we're building ourselves up as Christians. We're building ourselves mm-hmm. up, and 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 it even talks about boldness uh, in there, not arrogant, but bold. And so I say that to say when you mm. do that. It gives you the credit of God. God um, basically will 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 um, uh, build us up where we're bold enough to step into those situations. Because if He called us the pastor, why wouldn't He equip us with that to handle that? He did it Himself. He had to rebuke Peter, um, uh, Judas. He even had to rebuke Satan that was trying to tempt him. So. Why wouldn't he give it to us? Yeah. We have to spend the time on those things and building ourselves up. Plus, I'll say this and listen to Dr. Stanley. I can remember recording about five different scriptures, at least five. I could go to five different places in the Bible and it talks about fear because that's really fear. And 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 if mm-hmm. I'm going uh, into a speaking engagement and I feel a little nervous, I'll pull those scriptures out and I'll read those scriptures. And boy, when I step onto the scene, it's like I step out like a roaring lion. You know, and so we got the things that we got to use it, what God has given us. And as I say again, I'll cap that one off for saying, okay, there are some things that we give in our four day train the trainer about conflict resolution as well. Wow. You, did you say Absolutely. you step out like a Absolutely. born lion? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ooh, they better watch <laughs> out. <laughs> uh. But yeah, 
yes, that's good. You're saying that, you know, and what you cannot accomplish and do in your natural self or in your own strength, that God will give you the boldness and, and equip you for what you need to do. Be it speaking, be it confrontation or disagreement. Absolutely. He will he equip will. you. Absolutely. Yes. You sure? You sure? You sure? <laughs> sure? You're not a preacher. <laughs> like I said, this Because I think I, I'm telling you, I, I'm just saying. I think all my listeners would agree. You are preaching tonight at the table. My goodness. Now, Jeff, I, I do want to talk about this. And um, gosh, goodness, this is so good. And I want to make sure we get everything in before we we run out of time. Um, now, now this might be a, a I don't want to say a tricky question, but 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 I want us I want us to kind of take aim. I, we got to deal with this. We're not making lemonade, right? We're not doing that. What if a pastor Jeff is trying to build support for the plan, but receiving opposition because the members feel that it's not built. Okay. All now right. what? Um, first, again, let me go back and notice, you know, remember one of the other things I haven't used it in this podcast, whatever I've, I've used it and said, um, 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 you know, when we look inward and the intimate relationship with God, that anchors us, that anchors us so that we don't waver. And, and remember I said, what God was doing during those, uh, what Jesus was doing those three years he walked with his disciples is developing that intimate relationship and the culture. And, and even I said operations team, and that was that was anchoring them. So when they got ready to go out into the world, you know, they would not waver. So that's, uh, again, I, I stand on that preparation as being very important. But 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 listen to this. Let me, let me go straight to the Bible on this one here. And this is one in, in first, first Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 14. And it says unity and diversity in the body. It says just as the body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So you have to help people understand that there are many congruence and there's many different um, ideas and understanding. But but again, uh, I'll go back to help them understand that. And I'll go back to being able to pray like David did at Ziglag. I'll say this for many times in many situations with my intimate relationship, and I'm speaking personally now, I have prayed and I have asked because our angels are working for us, my angels to speak to the angels of another person. And and what I thought I was going to walk into or may walk into that may have been confrontational, it was easy. It was very easy. And that's nothing but the power mm. of God working as well. Now, here's another scripture that talked to that. A church divided over leaders. It said, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, 
and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly re- perfectly mm. united in mind and thought. And so sometimes you just have to know the scriptures to go to uh, as well to help people um, uh, deal with this situation if, if, if they're not agreeing Wow. Know the scriptures to go to. And that's good. And I, and I, you know what, I want to, I want to put that out there to uh, pastors and leaders. Uh, if, if you are listening to the taking podcast, which you, which hopefully you are, because <laughs> this is, this is it right here. Um, but do you know the scriptures to go to? Uh, when you have to handle certain things, when you have to operate, when you have to do and take care, do you know the scriptures to go to? That is, is. powerful, is. Jack. Yes. Powerful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Now, I must say, because we, we are getting ready to wrap up in a few, I'm telling you, this time went by so fast, I can't believe it. But in level two, you talk about spiritual etiquette and, and this is this is very interesting to me because of course I have heard the word etiquette uh, many, many times, but you uh, discuss and you talk about something uh, described as spiritual etiquette. So please take take some time to unpack uh, for us tonight. Uh, what exactly is spiritual etiquette and why well, is it I so have important? this in our training um, as well. And and I have um, um, them develop spiritual etiquette statements, but spiritual etiquette is the way we conduct ourselves, okay? As as God has has dictated in His Word, okay? All right, it's the way we conduct ourselves, and a code of conduct is also a code of conduct on how we behave at church that affect our spirit and our soul, okay? How do we behave? Because mm-hmm. if we're not aligned with the Bible and how we behave, then people are gonna pick up on that, that are, uh, uh, I don't wanna say less fortunate, but that are babes in Christ, okay? And if they pick up on the, gotcha. you know, if we don't have the spiritual etiquette or the etiquette statements we're gonna go by, then they're going to pick up on something negative. Many people have been hurt um, dramatically by our words and and how we conduct ourselves. And so, so even in the four day trainer trainer, uh, Corinda, I show churches how to develop their spiritual etiquette statements. Uh, it's not complicated. It's very easy. But in developing those statements, um, uh, that's basically said. This is how we're going to conduct ourselves. Wow. So in this spiritual etiquette statement, is the purpose just for leaders to be aware or is this something that leadership shares they with, share with the, the entire, entire congregation? Body. The entire congregation. Yes. Yes. Wow. So this is something, your spiritual etiquette statement, this is something that should be displayed. This is something that should be talked about. Absolutely. And you should use those to hold each other accountable for that as you grow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Now, can a pastor or church, can they have multiple uh, spiritual etiquette statements or is 
or do you suggest no, I, that I they give focus them on criteria one? Where, uh, uh, there's about six or seven spiritual etiquette statements they have to develop. But like I said, it's not complicated. Uh, I show them exactly how to do it as as the training goes along, okay? Wow. And you know, what a powerful tool, what a powerful thing to have, even as you have new people coming into your ministry. Um, you know, we called it new members class. Is, is that what they, is uh, that what it's Yeah, it's the last called? I checked is a new members so. class. <laughs> Okay, new member class. You know, as you have people coming in, and um, and and let me know if if I am incorrect, but I I think something like that should be valuable if it's incorporated uh, and very early as people are even they should, joining. And they should be uh, given something with that on it. Those spiritual etiquette statements on it, absolutely take with them. Wow, that's good, pastors, leaders. Do you have spiritual etiquette statements? You know, this this information that Jeff is giving us tonight here at the Take Aim Table is priceless. And um, I'm telling you, you know, these things that he's sharing with us um, really it's really going to make a difference, especially as we transition back into normal, as they say, as we transition back to some things, you know, you, you know, this is a good time as pastors, as leaders to really take some inventory and, and see where you are, because there, there, there may be a few or many things that you might need to adjust or change uh, or transform. And um, the information, Jeff, that you're giving, I just believe it will just really, um, it, it's really cutting edge and it will really set ministries apart if they put these practices in place. Awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome stuff. <laughs> awesome stuff. Wow, wow, wow. Now, Jeff, we, we are running out of time. Um, I don't know if we can go in depth. I, I wanted to ask you, because you kind of close out in level two, uh, talking about what kind of fire or having having fire um, or being on fire or starting <laughs> a fire. Um, <laughs> so, you know, is there anything you want to kind of maybe sum up there um, when you're talking about level two you end by saying it's time to start a fire what, what that is is I feel like we're on fire but I know you're not talking about that kind of <laughs> you know it's and I'll make it quick Corinne it's interesting as I was sitting here as you were looking uh, and I jotted down my notes the Holy Spirit just gave me um, uh, something else to share you know um, we will have many that will because they've never heard of this it won't fit their paradigm but but again I ask them to pray you know not fitting the paradigm you know is that that is a worldly thing you know I ask to pray in the spirit about church transformation and what we're bringing uh, to the table because not number one is powerful number two if you remember the statistics from the first podcast was just dismal. Uh, the statistics that, that go on. Mm -hmm. uh, and three, you know, we are called to be ambassadors of the Great Commission. And that's bringing people to Christ, not chasing people away from the church uh, and all. And so, so I asked everyone to just really pray about that. The other thing God gave me is, is, is I can't remember exactly where it is in Isaiah, um, but he talks about the church and we as Christians, we're the head and not the tail. Okay, we're above but not beneath. We're the lender, not the bar. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. With this and what God has given me to bring, 
I do this with every type of industry out there now, which says the world has taken wow. this and run with it. So now the church is bringing up the mm. rear on this. But we should have been the first to do this. So the church is bringing up the rear on this. Okay? So that tells you how far behind we are because this all started in 1984. Okay? With 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 some other companies. So that's why I say to your last question, it's time to start a fire. That sense of urgency to move uh, to take this to God in prayer and say, let's move out. I mean, we, we look at what's going on in the world today with con, uh, with the coronavirus, uh, and it's time for the church to take its rightful place and lead and not be followers um, uh, there. So that's what I mean when I say start a fire. Let's, we, we need to be expedient about moving forward and changing the culture, you know, and this is not just changing a few things here and say, you know, I've heard churches say, we go operate in excellence. But there's no way you can operate in excellence if you don't have, mm -hmm. if you have a transform from where you are to where you need to be, one, and two, if you haven't instilled the right structure and things to clean up the mess, you can't operate in excellence. That's just the slogan. That's it. That's just a slogan, Ooh. and it's not going to be self-sustaining. Oh. Oh. And so that's what I mean. It's, it's time out because, as I said, people are dying now. And so leaders promptly and decisively without delay, we must be quick about moving forward to take our right rightful position as being the head and not the tail. Woohoo. Okay, now I said please don't make it hard, but when I listen, I just need you to give the benediction, sir. <laughs> Woohoo. Listen, I feel the fire over here. You are in a, an entirely different state than I am. And I felt that and I know my listeners felt that. Oh, listen, you just need to give the benediction. I'm Oh my gosh. Jeff, that is powerful. That is absolutely powerful. My goodness. Woo! I feel like you worked up a sweat. I need to bring you a cup of water. <laughs> okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Listen, I don't know about anybody else, but what I do know that myself, your number one change agent, and my guest, Jeff Beeman at the Take Aim table, we took aim tonight, Jeff. Yes, we, we did. took aim. Oh my gosh, I wish we had more time because it's so much. It's so much. But, you know, that's why I told my listeners uh, of the Take Aim podcast, there is no way I would have done an injustice if I did not give ample time for Jeff to come to the table and really unpack this thing, uh, really talk about the three levels to church transformation in detail. There is no way we could have covered this uh, in one podcast. No way. So, so Jeff, I'm telling you <laughs> tonight, and I say that about, I say that in regards to every podcast we've done in April, but woo, tonight <laughs> I feel the fire. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. And listen, I always want to leave our listeners um, with uh, some things that they can take with them, that they can take aim again, because we don't make lemonade and I never leave um, our listeners hanging. So when it comes to taking aim tonight, as we talked about level two tonight, I want you as you're building support for the plan, um, I want you to recognize your authority, meaning one, understand that even if there are places in you um, that that you know is a weakness, you know, recognize your authority, recognize the boldness and the confidence that that God has given you. Because if He's called you, He has also uh, prepared you uh, to handle situations that encompass that calling. Um, he's not going to call you and then. Uh, leave you ill-equipped to do the job in detail. So I want you to recognize your authority, understand that if he has called you, he has also equipped you. He's given you boldness, not arrogance, not pride, but he's given you boldness and confidence to walk in that authority, even in your places of weakness. That's number one. That's how I want you to take aim. Number two, make sure that you come from a very authentic place. And Jeff talked about that. He unpacked that for us tonight. That place has to be authentic, looking inward, understanding character and integrity. It is the foundation. It means everything. So please make sure that you do that. And last but not least, in building support for the plan, be very aware and sensitive of your communication, um, how things are being communicated to your leaders, how things are being communicated to your congregation. It's not that uh, your idea or what God has given you is not good. It's not, uh, you know, trend setting. It's not, you know, a great thing, but you've got to communicate it properly. You've got to communicate it correctly. And so please take aim by being sensitive on how you communicate your information to your ministry leaders in your congregation. Jeff, would you say that those are some at least three good tips they can take aim with tonight? Well, thank you, sir. Listen, I've got notes and everything. I know you said you're not a preacher, but I'm telling you, I took notes, you know, like I I took so many notes. (laughs) I took so many notes. I'm just, I'm telling you, I feel, I feel that I feel so many things that you've said, but as we wrap up, Jeff, and this shouldn't be new to you. We, you know, we took aim, we gave our points tonight. We, we really unpacked level two, and I'm glad that you'll be back one more time with us. And you're always welcome. Let me tell you, sir, you are always welcome to come to the take aim table, even after we finish the series, but we are going to come back next week uh, to wrap up and talk about level three, which are five steps to transformation. But Jeff, before we close out, you know, you've been at the table many times now, at least a few. So, you know, we asked two questions. One is who do you love and are you for sure? So Jeff, tell well, our listeners who you love tonight and are you I for sure? I love God. Um, no doubt about that. And there's a special young lady I love. It's not time yet to tell. And so you have to hang out with us and see if I divulge on the last podcast. Wow, my goodness, my goodness. Well, I'm telling you, she has to be blushing from ear to ear. Wow, wow, wow. That's awesome, Jeff. And and be- you don't even have to ask me. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm ready tonight to tell you who I love. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, you know what? I love everyone 
who has supported um, the mission and vision of my brother's scholarship fund. As you know, my brother has passed, um, Evan Jerron Pittman. And I love people like you, Jeff, and others who have um, given to the scholarship fund unselfishly to keep his legacy alive uh, for Village on the Move. And so I, I just want to shout you out. I want to shout out others uh, who have contributed to that wonderful, wonderful uh, foundation and organization. And if you are listening and you want to know more about Evan's uh, passion and how we are giving scholarships to young men to continue their educational pursuits, uh, please go to thevom.org, thevom.org, and you can contribute. So thank you, Jeff. Much love to you and those who contribute. Absolutely. Now, Jeff, before we close out, our next question we always ask every guest at the Take Game table is what are you grateful for tonight? I am grateful for health uh, in these very trying times. Absolutely. Ditto to that. Ditto to that. Absolutely grateful for health as well. Well, Jeff, we are out of time, but I have enjoyed, I hope that you have enjoyed being a part of the Take Game podcast and coming back to the table. And we are glad that you will join us once again next week. So be sure, listeners, to tune in next week. Same place, same time. Check out your girl, your number one change agent. Visit us on the web at corindadion.com. Be sure to purchase Jeff's book, Three Levels to Church Transformation. Um, It is available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. And also, you can find out more information uh, with his services at ccstransformation.org. CCSTransformation.org. Listen, there are some exciting things happening with uh, the company with Corinda Dion LLC. Be sure to visit us on the website and to tune in to what's happening. Big announcements are coming. But I have to tell you, I have to tell you that making lemonade is a choice. Sir, ma'am, making lemonade is a choice. But I dare you, I dare you to take aim. This has been your girl, Corinda Dion, your number one change agent. And until next You've been listening to the Take Aim podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or visit our website at CorindaDion.com. Until next time, Live life on the promise of impact.